the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Ready? It's time for Milberger's Gardening, South Texas. Two hours of gardening facts and fun with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. To be a part of the show, call 308-8867. That's 308-8867. Or toll free at 866-308-8867. And now, live from Milberger's Landscape and Nursery at 1604 and Bulverde Road, here's your host, Milton Blake. And welcome to Milberger's Gardening, South Texas on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Phone number to be a part of the show on a pretty Saturday afternoon is 210-308-8867. We're live at Mill Burgers at 1604 on Bull Road. There's some folks asking Calvin a question now. So it's just a reminder you're always welcome to come on by and ask the gardening questions that you need to have asked in person. And we're going to get to a quick interview real quick. Guys, who do you want to send over? Uh-oh, Okay. <laughs> the uh, folks from the Last Chance Forever Birds of Prey demonstration did a kid's gardening class. Grab that microphone, introduce yourself, and tell us how the class went. It went very well. My name is Ian Joplin. I am uh, was the speaker at the demonstration today. Very I've been good. with the project for almost 20 years. and so Wow. <laughs> That's cool. And... Uh, I hear about 100 people. Yep, very good turnout. Growth from last year. Gets, we've been doing this for years now, and it's getting more and more people uh, coming to see us, and it's been wonderful. I wonder if we get the same people each year, too. There's I, some I returns, there's, but there's also a yeah. lot of people who are the first time seeing us. So, That's, so okay. So tell folks kind of what you are if they don't know already. We're a 501c3 nonprofit. We're based here in San Antonio. And what we do is we take in injured and orphaned birds of prey, hawks, owls, eagles, falcons, and vultures that people find here in the city hurt. They've been hit by cars. They've been uh, electrocuted by power lines. They've flown into windows. They bring them to us, and free of charge, we're able to give them veterinary care. We get them healthy. We keep them wild because our ultimate goal is to return them to the wild. Well, and it's not exactly free of charge. You, you, it costs y'all money, and yes. you're able to, yes, we're, to we're do entire, it through donations from people. Yes, we're entirely funded by the public. We are not yeah. uh, supported by the state nor the federal government. They work us and help us where they can, but they're just not mandated to fund us. So private citizens, as well as doing educational programs like we did here today, help fund the project. But it doesn't cost anything for somebody to bring the bird to us to receive care. Okay, okay. There you go. That's a good way to put it. Uh, we'll get Kelvin back on the mic now that he's finished answering his question. Um, and so, uh, well, uh, talk about a little bit about the uh, the presentation today, and then we'll talk about the organization a little more. Mm-hmm. So, uh, what was the most popular bird that you brought? Do you think the the, the screech owl, which is not a very oh. big owl, is always very popular. Uh, people think they're a baby because they're so small, but it's a fully <laughs> grown bird, and it's always I always have to give the audience a little extra time to ooh and all over it because it's always such a hit. Oh, okay. Uh, But I'm also very proud that I heard a lot of people responded really well to the black vulture, 
we really, really stress the importance of vultures and try to teach people to understand what they do in our world and why we want to have them around and not to think of them as gross animals, uh-huh. but to think of them as, as, you know, I heard a kid in the front row go, oh, he's so cute. And I really like to hear that wow. because I really, really like to change people's opinions of those birds because they do so much for us. Well, so Jerry likes vultures, but, but he also likes cockroaches. and. Uh, <laughs> so we'll take this opportunity as a teaching moment. Why are vultures important? They do a lot of good work of cleaning the earth for us. They can eat that rotten deer that's been out in the sun for a week yeah. and their stomachs are so powerful that they can break down that toxic decaying material and remove it from the earth their stomachs are so powerful they can eat a cow that was killed by anthrax and that is a poison that would kill you and i wow and not only can they survive eating that poison their stomachs are so powerful they're able to break it down and destroy it and remove it from the earth they're learning a lot right now about the worth of a vulture in South Asia due to people inappropriately using a veterinary medicine. They've lost 90% of their vultures. And without those birds now to clean up those dead animals, they're now having to pay people to collect those dead bodies and run what's essentially a factory to break it down in a sanitary manner. And now that they're having to pay for these services, India actually did the math and found that each individual vulture was worth about $10,000 every single year in the service of keeping our earth clean. So when you're driving down on the highway and you see 10 vultures on a deer on the side of the road, think of that as $100,000 off the tax bill. That is the work (laughs) these birds do for you and I. There you go. It's a great way to look at it. Talking to the folks at the Last Chance Forever um, Birds of Prey uh, organization here. They were here as part of the demonstration for the children's uh, gardening class, about 100 people. Uh, I imagine the young and the young at heart were there as well. Uh, A couple more questions in a second, but how do people find out about you and how do they support you? Uh, They can look us up on the Internet uh, at lastchanceforever.org. They can also find us on Facebook at Last Chance Forever, the Bird of Prey Conservancy. Uh, they can find out about uh, when we're doing educational programs, public ones like this, as well as just ways that they can donate to us. We have a shop on our website that they can buy something, a T-shirt, or oh. something that says that they helped put an eagle back into the wild. Very cool. All right. Uh, lastchanceforever.org, right? Yes, sir. All right. So how many – I was going to talk about, like, do, do you have, I imagine, birds now that you're rehabbing? Uh, yeah, we have the spring rush. Okay. Uh, I don't have the exact count, but we probably are getting close to 70 or 80 juvenile birds that have come in in the last three oh, months. Oh, wow. And that's about a third of all the birds we're going to get in in the year in about a two-month period. <clears throat> we get about two to 300 birds in a year, and we've had a very, very busy spring this year, especially with all these storms we've been having. Oh, yeah, that's They've a good been point. getting blown out of the nest before they're ready to fly. And unfortunately, a lot of those birds uh, you could put back up into the tree. We oftentimes, if they call us first, we'll work them through it, how to put the bird into a little box or basket, put them up in the tree, and usually the parents will still take care of them. You don't have to worry about your scent on the baby bird. That's an urban legend. Birds okay. pretty much have no sense of smell. Aww. And so if you just get them into a box and put them back up in the tree, most of the time, the parents will continue taking care of them. Oh, so you brought up and uh, the, the, the smell. Jerry and Calvin were, were talking about it this last week, and we were trying to figure out so a deer dies, tip mm-hmm. my car, it's dead. How do the vultures know to kind of come over there? Hey, there's a dead vulture at yeah. 910 and 1604. <laughs> we better get over there. Well, there's two kinds of vultures in the area, the black vulture and the turkey vulture. All the right. turkey vulture has a very, very exceptional sense of smell. It can okay. be 1,000 feet up in the air and smell that decaying, rotting smell. The black vulture doesn't have as good of a sense. They pretty much find their food by sight. 
But what they will is they'll learn to follow the turkey vulture because oh, they know the turkey vulture smart. can find food that they can't see. Uh, how is the uh, uh, the uh, movement of caracaras into the, the San Antonio changing that uh, dynamic? The, the caracaras are moving into Louisiana at this point. Uh, ten years ago, they were starting to get spotted as far north as Dallas, but now people are starting to see them all the way to Louisiana. They used to be a bird that went from here all the way around the Gulf to uh, Florida, but unfortunately, due to the use of chemicals and the, uh, DDT in the 60s, their populations receded to they were only in South Texas and in the southern tip of Florida in the United States. But in the last 30 years, they've been doing really, really great. Their territory has been expanding, and they keep moving forward, farther and farther. I suspect in my lifetime, there'll be a continuous population of them from Texas to Florida. So, I mean, they, they, they change how the black vultures and the turkey vultures operate? Not really. They operate in a little bit different field. The caracara is a, uh, a predator as well as a carrion eater, so they can capture their own live prey. But they also don't have the incredibly powerful stomach that a vulture does. They can't eat the really, really old, rotten stuff like a vulture can. They'll eat the, some more fresh stuff, or they might just be there eating the insects that are decomposing that dead body as well. But they can't. They are not as good of a, a uh, scavenger as the vulture is. Well, that's kind of a. I think the seems like the events I've been at where there's been ranchers and farmers. Uh, I think they blame caracaras. Or they share the blame, uh, you know, or get an unfair amount of blame for uh, they can't, young. They can't be a problem because uh, they are very intelligent birds. They're tool users, but they will sometimes learn that they can take advantage of birthing lambs and goats and mm. take advantage when they're down like that. So there is there is long history of there being sort of conflict between ranchers and uh -huh. caracaras. There's actually a picture of a caracara from Comfort Area of it having hundreds of goat dead goats draped around a tree. And people believe that it was an honest thing that they did. They're not big enough. They can't actually pick those animals up and fly and drop them off in a tree like that. But I'm sure there is some bit of truth to that in that there's ranchers in that area are having them go after the, the kids and whatnot, taking advantage of them when they're really, really vulnerable in the birthing stage. Um, I was going to ask you real quick, too, uh, two more questions. So one is, so the, primarily you've, you've got young birds in there now. Um, what, will, what does the rehab um, process look like? Uh, it's actually pretty complex. We have to work very hard to keep those birds wild. Okay. One of the problems is people find a baby bird and tries to raise it themselves. They'll do what's known as imprinting it. They'll make them think they're a human. And we can't release them in that case. They don't know how to be a wild bird. Okay. So there's a lot of covering ourselves up. We have masks and we have uh, painted little boards that we can feed them through that look like their adult species. Huh. They look at that and know what to be when they grow up. We also have an extensive collection of birds that could not be returned to the wild but aren't comfortable being in front of the public as educational birds. Okay. That we keep as surrogates that will help raise the youngsters for us. Oh, wow. So we raise them to a certain part point in our hospital, feeding them and covering ourselves up and making the natural calls to them. And once they're old enough to be moving around and feeding themselves, they go out into a chamber with an adult owl that'll help raise them for us uh, and then show them how to hunt. And then at the final stage of that is we actually give them live kills, live rats. It's something the parents would do for them in the wild. They'd bring injured animals into the nest so that they learned how to be able to kill before they actually went out and started hunting on their own. And so we do that for them. They make sure that they can do three live kills of rats before we release them to the wild. 
because we think it would be much, much more cruel to spend all the time and money and effort that we do keeping those birds wild for them to just starve to death when we release them if they didn't have all the tools they needed to survive. Very interesting. So... Do, who's who's making these calls to the? Uh, I, I can make some of them. Like uh, there's the great horned owl that goes, <laughs> or the screech owl that goes. <laughs> I wish you wouldn't do I'm this. Impressed. Milton Milton will be doing this. <laughs> <I know. laughs> so let's see. How did the screech owl start? <laughs> Sadly, I can't do that. The second part is real deep in my throat. What's the other? Is the bard owl the other? The bard owl sounds kind of similar to the horned owl. It goes. Man, he's good. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's interesting. You know, we got the caracaras moving into neighborhoods in San Antonio, but also there's uh, ravens coming in. And they're and they, they make that growling sound, and so like in a neighborhood like mine, where a lot of people walking their dogs and everything, and they hear that, yeah. and they're back here, just kind of what in the world is that up there? So what is the deal on the ravens? They're just kind of in motion. There's a border edge, and they yeah, the, the territories are shifting. Some of them uh, in the time I've been working there, I've seen a lot of shifts. The cooper socks we used to not have around here. The cooper socks have become much much more common oh, yeah. due to people putting up bird feeders and attracting white winged oh. doves. They make a very 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 fat and very very slow and real mm-hmm. easy food for them. Uh, and I've seen stuff like the Mississippi kite that used to be kind of common around here move away and and are mostly just now in the East Texas areas. So uh, cool, right. uh, real dynamic. Mm-hmm. So 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 that's part of your goal, your go- uh, education, and then the rehab yep. of the birds. Yep, education rehabilitation. Well, very cool. How can our listeners support you? You mentioned donations. Again, yeah, they can look us up on the, on the Internet at lastchanceforever.org. There's a section of our website where they can just make a direct donation or a monthly donation to help support our work, as well as a w- ability to buy merchandise, T-shirts, stuff like that, branded in our logo or with mottos we have, like Common Sense Conservation or Raptors Rule. Everything else is just lunch. And that You can oh. use the show that you help support Birds of Prey. And um, so they'll also tell where you're going to be in case they miss today, mm-hmm. I imagine. And then um, do you need volunteers? Do you need uh, folks to come help? Uh, like we always are taking in volunteers if you're interested. Okay. We uh, ask for somebody who are really interested, not just going to come for a couple of days, but we usually ask for somebody who can come four hours a week, every week, to be able It's you know a lot of training that we have to do. Uh, to be able to get somebody up to the point that they can start helping us. But if they're interested, they can find our address on our website. We ask that you handwrite a letter explaining who you are, what your interests are, and how you think you can help, and mail it to us. Okay. And from then there, we'll set up an interview. Very cool. Well, do me a favor. Introduce yourself one more time because I'm, I'm, I, I was messing with the... Uh the mics when you said your name, so I don't... Yes, my name is Ian Joplin, and I'm Ian? here representing Last Chance Forever, the Bird of Prey Conservancy. Ian, you did a great job, man. Thank you so much. Thank Thanks you. for coming out. Thank you. Okay, so if you uh, didn't get the website, lastchanceforever.org, and uh, I'll be able to help you with that. But, and uh, as far as we know, all the kids made it out yeah. of the, out of the uh, program, right? As far as we know, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, that was pretty interesting. 210-308. I want to be able to do those calls, though. You're right. No, I don't think I'll be able to ever do the call. Well, but the and the, but the owls are pretty fa- fascinating. They're sp- they're pretty distinctive. Mm-hmm. I have more trouble with hawks. 
Because they, yeah. they they've got a whole kind of variation on it. Oh. Well, 210-308-8867 is our number. 210-308-8867. We're going to play a commercial in a little while telling you about some other stuff that's coming up here. But I'll just tell you right now, it's the uh, Bonsai Class uh, with Sherry Didier. That's Thursday. I'm sorry, not Thursday. It's uh, July 13th, which is, I guess, a Saturday. Yeah, it'll be a Saturday, July 13th, from 1030 to, uh, to noon. And uh, that's one of those ones you want to make the reservation, 210-497-3760, because it's limited in size, because you're going to actually do it. All right, Judy's and on the Sher- line. Sherry is outstanding. Oh, too. man, she does. She taught me how to do it, believe it or not, and was very that patient. Well, she has more success than that, but... <laughs> All right. I, I, just, I was just trying to remember. I don't remember any of your bonsai plants oh. that are still alive. Judy's on the line at 210-308-8867. I'd rather not talk about it. Judy, welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing? Oh, I'm fine. Listen, I have I have the question I originally was going to ask you. However, I just tuned in and heard the, the bird calls, and I, I loved hearing that because I love to be able to identify them. In fact, there's one in my wooded area of my home here that that's, that makes a noise at 2 o'clock in the morning. Uh, every arrow up the bathroom window, and there's, there's that bird every night. It doesn't seem to sound like an owl, but uh, what was the organization that that man was with? Last Chance Forever uh, Birds of Prey, but the website lastchanceforever.org. Yeah, mm-hmm. they've been here a while. Long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've heard of them. I just didn't. Okay, well, anyway, um, I'm calling about the Dinah Trap. Uh, I got two small ones thinking I was going to use them just on the porch here and maybe by the back door. Well, I, I change them around, change them around, and I was just wondering what your experience was with those. I didn't get the real big one because I didn't have a half an acre to do. Uh, I'm not too sure. I've got one for the inside as well, but on the inside, a fly will come to the top of the thing, and then it just doesn't go in, you know. And then I then I wanted to understand. They don't tell you when you buy them that they're attracted to the ultraviolet light. That's the main attraction, I guess. And so when it's sunny out, how you know? I is put it a ve- Are you talking about a Venus flytrap? No, no. This is a device is... you buy called a Dynatrap oh. attracts yeah, insects with yeah. ultraviolet light. I'm not sure. Are you oh, yeah, they're very, very popular right now. Uh, they're called the the major brand is Dynatrap. There's another one called Black Magic. There's another one uh, called something else. But I just didn't know how effective they. they, they, did, they I, the I didn't. I'd like. About you, Jerry, but I didn't attend a class on Dynatraps. Right, we, 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 we actually had those here about three years ago, and they seemed like they were sort of effective, but. Uh, Nothing was 100%, so we've tried all kinds of different things in between. Well, that's what I'm finding out with these these two that I rotate around. If there's sunlight out, evidently they're not going to do anything because the insects uh, are attracted to the light where the sunlight's way brighter than that light. So I, when I put well, my cat food bowls out, flies come immediately. I don't, want him to, I don't even want them down there for a moment before I take up the bowls again. But uh, I don't want flies coming down, mosquitoes coming down, especially on my porch. And uh, if any flies that get in the house, I try to get rid of that. But I just, I, I wanted, it said they did not take, some say they trap bees. and others, I was going to get a bigger one. Okay, I was asking your advice, so I should get a bigger one. Maybe mine is just too small. But anyhow, I don't want to attract bees. I don't think bees could get down. I've never seen any bees on my porch anyway, but I certainly don't want to trap bees. So I don't know, what, I thought maybe your experience, you'd know whether they were trying to, a bee would going to go in there or a bee would not. 
Yeah, uh, we did ours inside the building to try to help control mosquitoes, and um, so I don't have any. It didn't work so well for, for you, right? Uh, well, we found things that work better, and spraying was really awesome. what? What, what works spray. better? The spraying is the best choice for us. We have a fog machine, and we we go in and we spray regularly. Just spray. Now for mosquitoes, Spider-Man uses something called the Into Care System. He's going to call us uh, hopefully today, and we can talk to him about that. Okay. Spider-Man pest control, but uh, and that's the one we yeah, do outside. Yeah. So yeah, they they, they use and it here outside at the nursery. But yeah, Judy, I don't think we're going to be able to help you. Okay. One last question: Do bats eat mosquitoes? Oh yeah. Okay, I'm going to be sure about that. Now, would they come down into a residential area, bat, into yards at night? I see them every night. Oh yeah, Do you? When you're out when you're out in your patio at night. They're, they're them and the chimney swifts are out there flying hmm. around. Uh, oh, I've never seen one. I'm out. I sit out on the porch quite a bit. Okay, I'll be watching. I, I, I guess I won't right. notice them because they're very swift and fast and they're undetectable, right? <laughs> well, like, some like places they, you really some places you really. Notice them in some neighborhoods. Yeah, and I guess others you don't. You don't. Well, I'm in a very on. wooded neighborhood. I'm very fortunate, you know. So I was just I wondering think, about that. All I right, well, okay. Now, main, should... I think their main source of food is uh, moths. I see. Uh, that's what I was told. It's a bigger well, meal anyway. Well, well I yeah. watched a couple of documentaries on bats, and they kept saying they eat mosquitoes, and I'd heard someone else say that they did not. So I wasn't real sure. Well, maybe different bats eat different. Things. Well, it's just like purple martins; they they'll eat a few mosquitoes, but it's not. They don't want to, right? Yeah, not too good of a meal. Not, <laughs> yeah, it's not the dominant <laughs> food. Well, Judy, okay. we got to run. Okay. Thank you. Bye. You you take care. We're gonna take a quick break and be back in a moment. You're listening to Millburgers Gardening South Texas. Uh, give us a call. Be a part of the show. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Two one zero three zero eight. 8867. More in a moment. Grace is going to visit with us after this on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. It's Milton Glick for Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 and Boulevardy Road. You know, if you're like me, you've probably seen those beautiful bonsai trees in magazines or books or maybe at someone's home in San Antonio. They're absolutely gorgeous, and you've probably wondered, how do they do that? What's the history behind that? Could I even do that as a hobby? Well, you know what? July 13th, 1030 to noon, Millburgers has a free adult bonsai class. You'll learn all about bonsai, and you're going to walk away having made your own bonsai tree. It's really exciting. Sherry Didier is going to be teaching and she does a wonderful job. As I mentioned, the class is absolutely free. All we ask is that you make your reservation by calling 210-497-3760. 210-497-3760. The class is going to fill up. It fills up every year that we do this. So although it's two weeks off, don't wait. Call 210-497-3760 to reserve your spot at the adult bonsai class at Millburgers on July 13th. It's time to stand with Israel. Consider the lifelong impact of joining nationally syndicated media hosts Dennis Prager and Mike Gallagher, along with 930 AM The Answer on the Stand With Israel Tour this December 2nd to the 11th. This journey is more than a vacation because it'll guide you through centuries of faith and culture. 
as you visit iconic places right out of Scripture. Along the way, your hosts will broadcast on-site while you watch and participate. Together with like-minded travelers, you'll see over 40 iconic sites during the 10-day tour, where you can pray at the Western Wall in Old City, Jerusalem, float in the Dead Sea, and take a boat out onto the waters of the Sea of Galilee. Have you ever wanted to walk inside the Garden Tomb? Register today for the Stand with Israel Tour this December 2nd to the 11th. When you visit 930amtheanswer.com, keyword Israel. That's 930amtheanswer.com, keyword Israel. We spend our whole lives taking care of those we love. However, statistics show that over half of all adults fail to have a will prepared. Giving the gift of a well-prepared estate plan is one of the most loving things you can do for those you care about. So let me introduce you to Charlie Weisinger with Weisinger Law Firm. Charlie is an estate planning attorney who takes the time to get to know you and your family and your goals and desires for them. Charlie makes the process simple. Most clients have a plan in place in as little as two visits. Give Charlie Weisinger and his staff at Weisinger Law Firm a call today. Your first consultation is free. Weisinger Law Firm is conveniently located one mile north of 1604 in Selma, Texas. You can reach him at 210-308-0800. That's 210-308-0800. Or online at WeisingerLawFirm.com. W-E-I-S-I-N-G-E-R LawFirm.com. If you're looking to buy or sell gold and silver in San Antonio, then come down and see us today at Wise Wolf Gold and Silver Exchange. We are proudly veteran-owned and operated and care deeply about professionalism and your privacy. I'm Tony Arterburn, and as owners of Wise Wolf Gold and Silver Exchange, my wife Melissa and I buy all of our gold and silver coins and bullion direct from the trading floor to give you the most up-to-date pricing. And when it's time to sell your gold and silver items, we pay you top dollar. Wise Wolf Gold and Silver Exchange also accepts and deals in Bitcoin and major cryptocurrencies. Call or text us today for more info or to set an appointment. 888-667-1836. That's 888-667-1836. Or go to wisewolfgoldandsilver.com. From bullion to Bitcoin, Wise Wolf Gold and Silver Exchange. Wise Wolf Gold and Silver Exchange. Gardening South Texas on 9.30 a.m. The answer. Where did you send Trace? <laughs> oh, he's bringing back a product? Yeah. All right. We're All looking right. for something that'll kill weeds and grass, uh, I mean, weeds out of uh, St. Augustine without oh. hurt, I mean, out of Bermuda without hurting uh, Bermuda. Okay. He's got something. Yeah. Good. Well, he's talking to a, a customer now and helping them out with some uh, directions and stuff. So he'll be here in a second. In the meantime, I'll tell you that our phone number, 210-308-8867, is 210-308-8867. Give us a call. Be a part of the show. I'll also tell you some of the items that are on sale. 
The Vinca Cora Series in the four-inch pot is just 88 cents each. This place it, is full of uh, Vincas. Yeah. Um, I mean, beautiful uh, assortments. Of different colors? Yeah. This one excited me. This is the uh, Lynn's Legacy Sinisa. Yeah, I want I want to know where I got that. Uh-oh. I don't know. Maybe a secret. <laughs> but it's on sale in the five-gallon container, and this one's a knockout. Um, it's a secret. Okay, it's a secret. <laughs> it's a secret. It's legal, but we can't tell you. <laughs> and uh, it was That's ni- hard to find. 1988 for uh, Lynn's Legacy Sinisa. Uh, so it's in the five-gallon container, regularly twenty-four ninety-nine. So uh, lots of stuff. We'll tell you more about the sale items in just a second. But we got Trace up here. What's going on, man? Where do y'all want to start? Well, uh, I was asked a little bit about chemicals just a minute ago, so uh, <laughs> probably be better for Jerry to read his thing, and then we'll yeah, talk, okay, we'll talk about what uh, what product. Uh, I was reading my Neil Sperry newsletter. And he got a question in, said, how can I stop my neighbor's St. Augustine from invading my Bermuda lawn? Hmm. And uh, Neil goes into talking about, uh, there used to be a product called MSMA. Uh, It would kill unwanted grass, St. Augustine included, in Bermuda turf without harming the Bermuda. But it's gone for eight or ten years. (laughs) And now the scene changes. Uh, so uh, I, I, back in the, uh, several months ago, uh, Trace was uh, uh, mentioning that uh, further loam weed out uh, with crabgrass killer would uh, take uh, weeds out of uh, Bermuda without hurting the Bermuda. And that would take out st augustine as well yeah it would take out st augustine as well uh just like msma used to but uh trace tells me that uh it's got a 24d in it that might uh yellow the uh bermuda and so he comes up with another product i never heard of uh now this one used to be in a little orange box where they had to make it themselves. And oh, so is that right? they came up with this version of it. I guess it makes it easier for most people. It's called Image. The the one that we usually recommend uh for uh nutsedge. But this is not that one. It's not that no, one. The same same label or same company, but uh this one's called All in One. All-in-one lawn weed killer. So this one's safe on Bermuda. Yeah. It's designed to kill wide-blade grasses, so like crabgrass, for example. Um, not quite sure what it would do to St. Augustine, but it, it will help with uh, with wide-blade grasses and some broadleaf. Okay. I imagine it'll kill St. Augustine. Uh, well, I'm not sure it's labeled that way, but it, it would make sense. This says it kills nutsedge, too. Yes. <laughs> But it's not specifically for that. It's not. It's not the same product as the other one. So the other one would be fine. Wouldn't hurt Bermuda or St. Augustine. Yeah. Uh, but it also, well, this is this is probably the way to go. All in one lawn weed killer. Uh, and they've got. Is this pre-mixed? It's a. It's a concentrate. Oh, this is a concentrate. Well, so uh, this this is another example of the. And I know that Neil Neil is real sensitive to that Neil spirit, but you really gotta read those labels and and uh, oh yeah that the front of those uh, herbicides nowadays because there's so many different formulas. 
Yeah, I don't know why people are using the same names on the on the uh, on different labels. Like when when you say Roundup, uh, there's several several formulations of a Roundup. Well, and if you say Image, the same. Yeah, Image so, is the so same. Roundup and Image are not products anymore. They're name brands, and there's lots, oh, okay. of, lots of different things. That they that they uh, that they make. So you have to be redelabel when you're when you're buying things. But this is all in one lawn weed killer. And uh, Calvin's article uh, this week is talking about uh, control weeds in the, in the garden. And uh, he talks about uh, uh, contact herbicides specifically for grass to get uh, Bermuda grass and things like that out of your uh, out of your out of your flowers and everything else it, it, it kills only grasses and uh, won't hurt the flowers and he lists some products uh, over the top grass begun post fusillade and automatic that's in today's paper. Um, they, these, the products are work best if they're sprayed on actively growing Bermuda grass foliage. So you don't want to mow it or cut it before you put the product on. It has to be absorbed through the. Now this is the best time of the year. If you, a lot of times we wait till, we wait till August or September, when it gets dried out and. Uh, Set set in place. It doesn't it doesn't control nearly as well, but uh, I was noticing that uh, some stuff I sprayed just a week ago, uh, you know, some clear color changes, so you can tell. And uh, I'm I was using uh, Fusilade, and I was trying to uh, to determine if it how would have reacted to crabgrass. Yeah, but I, I'm not sure that I've seen any reaction to it at all. Yeah, at this point, it. Uh, Calvin also mentioned that the products are not labeled for vegetable garden. Uh, but one of them is that uh, over the top or over the top. I think that's the that's the one that's labeled for vegetable garden. Oh, okay. And yeah, and that's what we we mentioned also to. Uh, Look, uh, some of them are temperature sensitive too. Are they? I would, yeah, right. I'm yeah, sure, yeah, yeah, Calvin mentioned that. Uh, uh, then Calvin says uh, you also should use these products to remove uh, uh, Bermuda grass from uh, Georgia or buffalo grass, since the active ingredient will kill buffalo grass. What? That'd be the best thing to happen to you. Did you? <laughs> did he just make that? I think he just made that up. You can't. I'm reading it right here out of your <laughs> deal. I might have left out a few words, yeah, but I not. So. <laughs> but you can, you know, even uh, you guys mentioned it. Uh, San Augustine grass can uh, moves into uh, flower gardens and shrub borders too, especially if you got a you know good soil and some you irrigate and. And a uh, little bit of shade, it it can be a weed just as uh, almost as bad as Bermuda grass at times. Now the old the old Roundup of glyphosate, uh, we're going to be talking about uh, preparing your vegetable garden for fall. 
So if you remove all the uh, uh, vegetable plants and everything, you can use glyphosate herbicide to kill the grasses and Bermuda in there now. And it'll take about a couple of weeks before, uh, well, 10 days to two weeks before uh, before the grass actually dies to the root. But if you got Bermuda grass that's ch- taken over your vegetable garden, uh, you need to water it, get it growing actively, and then spray it with uh, a glyphosate product. Now, I imagine if you got Bermuda grass, you could use this over the top, right? Theoretically, it's it's labeled for veget- vegetable yeah. use. Yeah. It's, how it got its name? Over the top. Of there you go. Is it, uh, Trace, how sensitive? I mean, is it a general for vegetable garden, or has it got a limited list? Do you remember? I, I don't remember, but I can bring you one. Yeah, I don't, re- I don't remember. Well, that. Trace... One of the things you you brought up too was uh, some nice grapes. Yes, nice, juicy, a little bit tart. Uh, I, but they're I, cool. I didn't, they're I really didn't good. Bring, I didn't bring them up. Uh, I think it was Claudette. Oh, or, uh, maybe even Charles. Oh wow. Okay. And uh, should we tell people where they're from and what variety? Because these are cool. These sure. are um, these are grown in Texas, grown by you guys. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so this is actually on the fence at our uh, certified butterfly garden. Oh wow! Really? And so we we've actually uh, managed to grow these quite successfully, and it's a uh, Victoria Red. Yeah. So Good. that was a superstar with last year, the year before. Right. Um, at the moment, we don't have any plants, but we will have a handful of them coming in this week, probably Wednesday. Oh, wow. Okay. They taste pretty good, don't they? Yeah, they do. Yeah. They've got a lot of flavor. they um, a little bit a little bit tart, uh, just slightly. So not like an overwhelming, powerful sweetness, you know, but good. They're really good. Very juicy. Yeah, they're very, very juicy. The problem we have with growing it at the greenhouse to take pictures is uh, birds get them. Oh. Well, they and, didn't find these for some reason. Oh, that's good. And so we put... We butterf- butterflies finished Well, that's o- obvious that they uh, followed the rules there. We said that this is this garden is for butterflies. Yeah, it's so just for bird, butterflies and so birds hummingbirds. Stay out. Oh, okay. But we, uh, we covered them to protect them from the birds one year. And then the uh, two-legged varmints got in there. Oh. And ate, ate them all. They're the worst. They, David? No. <laughs> no, David was on the picture. Oh, okay. But uh, ate, ate them all. I mean a lot of grapes. Well, and did, he, missed, he missed works the next day, Milton. Oh. He couldn't come wanna, to work. Oh. <laughs> I don't want to know why. <laughs> I can figure it out. Did you have to do much work? On them, since they were kind of grown on the fence, or did they just take care of themselves? They pretty much took care of themselves. That's very, it's a really good endorsement. Wow. Cool. So next week, maybe? I'm, I'm hoping. Even I can grow them? I think so. Okay. But it's very, You're very, not going to grow a grape. Very, Why not? I'm going to call very, your wife. <laughs> very, she can very grow limi- them. Very, very limited number. So, okay. Um, if you're interested in that, call in, and you can put your name on the wish list, and when they show up, we'll, uh, we'll give okay. you a holler. Uh, 210-497-3760. 210-497-3760. Did I do that right? Yeah. Yes. Do you know what they'll sell for yet? Uh, off the top of me, I think they're going to be about 30. Okay. So there'll be a big, it'll be a big container. Uh, five gallon TP okay. is what it's listed. Mm, very cool. And I want to say there was only nine. Oh man. Yeah. 210-497-3760. Call now. 
and say, put one aside. And uh, when they come in, they will while supplies last. So cool. All right. So that's so we talked about that. It really is neat. If you want to come see what they look like or even taste, we'll share them with you for a little while. After the show, we make no promises. Um, what else uh, you got going on? Uh, well, let's see. We got uh, the the uh, plant of, of the weekend. There we go. All right. So this uh, a lot of people are familiar with this, and we've done it before. But we got a great supply of them in. This is a uh, night blooming jasmine. And uh, you see a lot of them in the in the older homes before there was air conditioning. They plant them on the south side of their house. That way they could open up the windows oh, at night, I and that so. beautiful fragrance would float through the house. Uh, they can get quite large. They take a fair amount of water, and uh, but you can't beat the fragrance. It's uh, absolutely stunning. So did you say um, sun? Sun conditions? I, I've done much better with them where they get bright filtered light, but not a whole lot of direct sun. Oh, really? Wow. They would, they work real well in morning sun. Okay. Yeah, like if you do the east side of the house, too. All right, so uh, we so, got that's our plant of the weekend. So, so, I'm, I'm so I brought one up here that's blooming. You can see the little blooms coming on all over the place. So they're white. Um, okay. So the plant can get quite tall. The blooms are white and super fragrant, and these are only eight ninety nine. Oh it's, wow! It's a, and it's a big plant. It's in a one gallon can, but it's yeah. a big plant. Very yeah. cool. And they are potent. Uh, I've seen folks that have them, you know, have one plant, and the visitors come and they smell that fragrance, and they're trying to figure out where in the world is that from. And then there'll be a plant, a little five gallon plant. Uh, it's got. It's not even blooming during the day, but it's a, <laughs> as a, in the just as the evening starts, it starts blooming. And that's uh, a good picture. Oh, this one, yeah. Mm-hmm. I googled night blooming jasmine, and uh, yeah, it'll show you a picture, and uh, it is it is pretty, uh, and that's cool. So that one will go spread or go up. Or? I, I've seen them seven, eight feet tall with no problem, and okay. four or five wide. Wow, they can be. <laughs> I'm they, they're sensitive, a little bit sensitive to cold. Yes, they can. Yeah. Um, okay. So it, it definitely is going to. I would treat it more like a perennial or tender perennial, where yeah. uh, you know it, it'll probably freeze down and might need some covering. Can you do it in containers and just protect it? Sure. No? You okay. bet. Um, it'd have to be a pretty big container, but yeah. Okay. Very interesting. So how many do we have? Uh, about fifty. Okay. So uh, this is another one now. If you want to call two one zero four nine seven three seven six zero fifty is a lot, but uh, it sounds like it's a pretty popular plant. They are very and, popular. And uh, you may want to just put them aside if you can't come today, but know you're going to be here tomorrow. And uh, 210-497-3760. They attract the uh, uh, night-flying moths, too. Oh, neat. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of interesting. You know, if you every, every once in a while we'll see them in a regular garden, but if you've got uh, that plant, you're more likely, much, much more likely to see them out there. Very cool. Well, anything else? No. I think okay. Because we got to take another break. Okay. All right. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. We'll tell you more about what's going on here at the nursery. We'll talk more gardening and uh, all that right after this on 930 AM, The Answer. Hi, 
Hi, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 and Boulevardy Road. You know, if you're like me, you've probably seen those beautiful bonsai trees in magazines or books or maybe at someone's home in San Antonio. They're absolutely gorgeous, and you've probably wondered, how do they do that? What's the history behind that? Could I even do that as a hobby? Well, you know what? July 13th, 1030 to noon, Millburgers has a free adult bonsai class. You'll learn all about bonsai, and you're going to walk away having made your own bonsai tree. It's really exciting. Sherry Didier is going to be teaching and she does a wonderful job. As I mentioned, the class is absolutely free. All we ask is that you make your reservation by calling 210-497-3760. 210-497-3760. The class is going to fill up. It fills up every year that we do this. So although it's two weeks off, don't wait. Call 210-497-3760 to reserve your spot at the Adult Bonsai Class at Millburgers on July 13th. Stuck in an expensive timeshare contract and feel like there's no way out? I'm Chuck McDowell, CEO of Wesley Financial Group. I've helped thousands of people get rid of their timeshares. I didn't realize what I was getting into. The whole thing was just a scam. I finally found information on Chuck, and he agreed to meet us. It was just a wonderful experience because uh, he knows that business inside out, and he actually wanted to solve our problem. I fought the largest timeshare company in federal court, and yes, I won. Whether you owe ten dollars to $250,000 on your timeshare, we can help cancel your mortgage. When you're approved as a client, we'll get you out of your timeshare, eliminate your payments, and get them off of your back permanently and we proudly hold an a-plus rating with the better business bureau call wesley financial group now for your free consultation at 1-800-462-3333 that's 1-800-462-3333 800-462-3333 the cal thomas commentary is brought to you by values through media now here's syndicated columnist cal thomas If you need more evidence that the House Democrat leadership, meaning Speaker Nancy Pelosi, are not serious about border security and immigration reform, you need look no further than what happened Wednesday in Washington. After the Senate, by an 84 to 8 vote, overwhelmingly passed a bipartisan bill to provide humanitarian aid to the children of illegal immigrants, Pelosi said she will demand changes to limit how long children can be held in some facilities. She also said Democrats in the House will insist on more money for communities where the immigrants are being sent and will demand new methods of processing them when they arrive at the border. It's all for the children, she says. No, it isn't. It's all for Democrats and their future voters. Some states are issuing driver's licenses to illegals, which probably means they'll vote in the next election. This is what angers so many about Washington. A problem can be solved, but the left prefers the issue. Voters can change all that next year, if they will, and they'd better. I'm Cal Thomas. For a free copy of today's commentary, visit calthomas.com or write us at Values Through Media, P.O. Box 373340, Key Largo, Florida, 33037. That's P.O. Box 373340, Key Largo, Florida, 33037. Please specify the date and subject. Your tax-deductible gifts to Values Through Media help support us. Listen again next time for the Cal Thomas Commentary. GTG, BRB, OMW, be there in a few. You may think that these kinds of texts are fine because of their length, and you can easily send them at a stoplight. But no, answering one text can take your attention away from the road for five seconds. And traveling at 55 miles an hour, that's enough time to travel the length of a football field. Make good decisions. Don't text and drive. Visit StopTextStopRex.org, a message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, Noise, and the Ad Council. 
answer. Our phone number, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Wade is on the line. Hey there, Wade. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? Very good, sir. I'm calling today to check uh, on the agapanthus plant after the blooms have fallen off. There seems to be some seed pods where every bloom was. Do I let those dry up and then explode in the area and maybe germinate, or do I cut them off, and is there some type of procedure to get them to germinate? I, I don't think they they germinate real well. That's what I, I thought. I don't <laughs> I mean, they're not. They're not. Uh, they 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 don't scatter like uh, salvias or things like that. Uh, That's I've never what I was seen. Yeah. I've never seen. I've never seen them in a, you know, naturalized state where they uh, shed the seed and then uh, and then start growing. Now you can you can uh, you can you can do either one. You can leave the seed pods on there. Or you can uh, uh, cut them off and let them, after the seed pod begins to turn yellowish uh, or brown, you can cut the seed pod off and then uh, put it in a bag or somewhere where it can shed the seed and, and you won't lose it. And then, right. then, okay. grow, and then grow it like you would a, a vegetable seed, you know, put right. it in a potting mix or something like that. I've never tried that, so I'll do that. Yeah. Now, I don't know if this... Did you have any luck with getting any germination? Yes, sir. Uh, just uh, out of, uh, I think, out of nine plants, I got th- uh, three of the plants to bloom. Oh, okay. Well, they they won't... Uh, I mean, when you, when you did the seed before... Did you get any new plants to germinate? No, sir. Okay. I thought you might have some secret trick. Yeah, I'm wondering if that seed might not be sterile. Right. I don't don't remember anybody ever having success with it or even trying it. Right, right. Correct. And I've never seen them growing anywhere other than where they're planted. So that may be an indicator also, you know, because if birds are scattering them. Right. Yeah. Okay. Well, that kind of uh, solves that. But you can, you can try it with you the can, bag you can and try see if they that. germinate through that process. Yeah, let me know if they germinate. And sure, you might yeah. do a You might do a search on the, on the web uh, and see if that seed is sterile or not. Right. Yeah, you know, you're right. Yeah, I'll investigate that more. Now, okay. It was about three years ago. I was out, y'all you know, were talking about, about vultures uh, earlier. It was about three years ago. I was out near Blanco, the city, and I saw a bunch of black buzzards with these uh, turkey vultures. And right. I, rarely see, I rarely see those. Yeah, that uh, the, the guy was saying that... Uh Kind of, they follow the lead of yeah. the the black, uh, turkey vulture. But you, you'll, you, black you'll, vulture. you'll even see the caracaras with them too. Three, all three of the varieties. Yeah, yeah, they seem to all work in harmony. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Well, they don't. They they seem to squabble a little bit, but they not. They don't show much energy in, in chasing each other off. Yeah, like yeah, I, 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 it's, I, it's just a lot of little complaints towards one another. That's it. But they all get fed. Yeah. Yeah, like I talked about last week. Uh, uh, you never appreciate vultures until you have a dead deer in your yard. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, same thing with cattle. Right. Yes. Oh, they're amazing how quickly they can clean up a car. And then you know, the, then the coyotes finish the rest. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Okay, okay guys. Thanks. Thank you. Have a great Thank day. You. Thank Me you, too. Take Bye care. now. All right. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867, toll-free, it's 866-308-8867, the number to call to be a part of the show. Um, Calvin mentioned, uh, uh, talking about controlling weeds in the summer, lawn and garden, uh, Calvin got one paragraph there that says, uh, if you have Bermuda grass in your St. Augustine lawn, which we have a lot of people complaining about, the best way to encourage the St. Augustine is to keep it well watered and mow it high, at least 3.5, three and a half inches. If the lawn is mowed too low, allowed to dry out, or and our host lots of traffic, the Bermuda grass will dominate. Uh, if 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 you have those same situ- conditions. And the shade, horse herb will dominate. <laughs> horse herb will dominate. Well, oh. however, as much as much uh, rain as we've had lately, the horse herb's hanging in there. You know, usually you expect it to be oh. dried up and gone by by now. But, yeah, it's pretty. Uh, it's pretty hanging lush. in. But you can see the distinct borders of all these. You know, the the San Augustine, we talked about this last weekend, the San Augustine grass that's that's in a, some shade, mm-hmm. but not too much shade right. at Prosper's. And then you get into the, especially if you've got poor soils, then you get into the to the uh, limited soil, the challenging soils, then you get the horse herb. And uh, full sun, uh, you'll get the Bermuda grass if there's enough soil there. <laughs> so, so it's it's not a simple picture. Yeah, and uh, the Bermuda grass will come come into the St. Augustine, or will take over the St. Augustine area if it dries out or gets shallow uh, in a shallow soil. Uh, that's what's happening in my uh, uh, St. Augustine lawn along the uh, sidewalk and the. Uh, uh, Driveway, where where, I, where it's dried out, uh-huh. it's hard to keep water, and uh, then uh, then the Bermuda grass and the horse herb have moved into those those uh, borders. So uh, it's not easy to keep a pure uh, lawn grass. You know, we were talking about uh, the. Uh, the the uh, contact herbicides for grasses, and uh, uh, Trace brought up the fact that that over the top actually can be used in the vegetable garden, 
and he brought up one of the uh, labels, uh, and it's really, really quite interesting. The uh, most of the vegetables are listed as uh, that you can use. The one thing that you, you have to note: there's a long, a long period between the spray and when you can harvest. Oh, so, okay. So, so you'll be, but but that's all right if you're. You, you know, you're using it, using it at the beginning of the crop area mm-hmm. time. Like uh, tomatoes is 20 days. Some of the others are as much as 30 days and uh, yeah. 40 days. But the other thing uh, I was interested too, it, it does list uh, crabgrass and quackgrass as uh, as uh, a target that it works on. Oh, good. Bermuda grass is listed as the number one, but yeah, that is that is because uh, crabgrass has been pretty aggressive this year too. Yeah, but as people are getting ready for the fall garden and pulling out, pulling out all their, uh, in, in fact, in Calvin's this week in the garden section, he said it's time to consider pulling out your tomato plants from the spring if they are left in place further into the summer expect them to produce more spider mice and fungus symptoms uh, than tomatoes plant new tomatoes seedlings uh, transplants in late July so uh, that's that's a good Whoa. tip and we're getting there and we uh, we've got if you I, w- I would say that probably 90 over 90 percent of all the vegetable gardens to, with tomatoes at this time of the year has spider mites. No, and we've got pictures and uh, right up on no. plantanswer.com. Okay, we're going to take a quick break while we do. Give us a call 210 308 8867. 210 308 8867. More in a moment on the end. We're back with Milberger's Gardening, South Texas. Once again, Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, Milton Glick, and your calls on 930 AM, The Answer. And welcome back to Milberger's Gardening, South Texas on 930 AM, The Answer. Our phone number, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Tell you about something else that's happening uh, Monday, July 15th from 930 AM to 1230 p.m. Uh, we've got a gardening essentials class taught by GVST. It's going to go on the road and be here at Millburgers in the morning at the amphitheater. There'll be a tour of the nursery uh, and uh, including the butterfly garden. And Claudette is going to help uh, talk a little bit about all that and including uh, mistakes and success stories as well. Then uh, we'll talk about drought tolerance, grass samples and different varieties as you take a tour of those. Uh, and uh, then it's time to go shopping, as it says here, because one $10 Millburgers gift certificate will be handed out to each person who attends the GVST Gardening Essentials class, valid to use July fifteenth, two 2019 only. So bring your brown bag lunch. There will be water for you uh, provided by the nursery. It's free and open to the public. And a donation to GVST of $5 is requested but not required. So uh, we'll tell you more about it as it comes up, and when it gets online, we'll uh, share that link with you. That is really interesting to do a tour and discussion of those grass oh, samples. Oh, I bet. Yeah. yeah. 
because you know all those uh, varieties, uh, zoysia grasses and uh, the new uh, uh, San Augustine grasses uh, are all there, plus some of the ground covers, and so you got a got a lot of uh, things to look at, and then uh, Claudette is knowledgeable of uh, each of the varieties and what kind of experiences they've had. So um, it's worth it. That that trip and the visit is worth it just for that. Yeah. 210-308-8867. Give us a call. Tell us what's going on in your gardening world at 210-308-8867. What you got going on over there? Uh, Kevin also mentioned in his article that uh, it's time to do usual pruning of... Uh, Shrub, bo- shrub border, rose garden, and fence line to remove unwanted seedlings, oh. and uh, that's that's the main main push in my yard right now. Is uh, I I look out my window every every morning, and uh, I see a uh, hackberry that is now. Uh, Six feet tall, seven feet tall, with, uh, that, uh, that I've neglected for several years. And uh, I imagine most people have, especially hackberries, uh, have that same situation in their yard. Well, they can even uh, hide within a, a uh, lemon tree in, oh, a, yeah. in a half whiskey barrel. I always kiss me, you know, be standing by it talking to somebody about it and there's this hackberry come growing out of the middle of it you know a horticulturist with a yeah. hackberry in his lemon tree yeah. <laughs> i've got one growing in my uh 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 peach tree that i've got out there my uh uh, uh peach tree it, it like i said it's densely in the middle of that tree and i've just let it grow but now what we're talking about in that article you actually you know if you can get it cut yeah and then you then you gotta you got a relatively easy and safe way to to end that uh that uh unwanted seedlings life right without hurting your peach tree yeah kevin says uh um uh, this time, add a step where you, after you make the cut, where you immediately apply to the stump and vine killer. You apply the stump and vine killer. That's the name of the product. Yeah, it's uh, there's a bunch of different variations of that name, but to the fresh cut. Yeah, you you apply it to the fresh cut. Then the active ingredient is translocated into the root system and kills the whole plant. So you don't have to, uh, including the roots. In most cases, uh, the stump does not re-sprout. Now, uh, another good thing about it is it doesn't translocate. In other words, you can have a, one of these things, one of these uh, seedling weed trees growing right next to your rose bush and uh if you just paint that cut uh it'll kill kill that stump or kill that root system without translocating and killing your rose and there doesn't seem to be any 
danger either the volatilization. Yeah. I, know, I know when I first started using Remedy, which is an oh, yeah. active ingredient, I mean, that you had to be really careful in terms of uh, around roses and things because the stuff evaporated, got into the air and uh, affected the roses. But they formulated this to have it. It just settles right in on that stump and translocates. It doesn't go into the air and, and get on the roses. So you can, uh, if you're relatively careful follow the label instructions you you can uh, do it just many many plants without affecting any of the desirable plants that yes. you're working around it's called stump uh, let's see cut vine stump and vine killer <laughs> whatever anyway that it has all those words in the label yeah Cut vine and stump killer. Yeah. Okay. What, what amazes me too is it's a it's a relatively inexpensive. Yeah. It's uh, a good, good way to do it. Yeah, and uh, you don't use much chemical at all. It's got a little brush. Yeah. On the cap, and so you just brush it on there. Um, so it's worth it's worth trying. And one thing one thing I've noticed, it doesn't matter how high on the stump you put it. In other words. A lot of times you can't reach down and get the the close to the root system uh-huh. or close to the. So I've noticed that you can cut it three feet high, cut that uh, weed three feet high that uh, tree, and uh, apply that stump killer, uh, cut vine and stump killer, and it'll kill it all the way down to the mm. ground. So it translocates through the whole system of the of the item. Now, if you don't believe it works, yeah. <laughs> if you don't believe it works, I did this. Uh, go ahead and cut cut some cut some uh, seedling trees off, and not paint them. The hackberries and things like that. They'll come back and. Weeks, uh, several weeks, and and uh, some some even faster than that. So uh, it's definitely worth your worth your while to do that. And it adds you, another step in your process, but yeah. then it eliminates a ma- major. Having to do it again, yeah, three or you know, you could uh, typical summer, you could be cutting those things three or four times. Yeah. And no matter how big the the deal is, uh, in other words, I've I've cut off hackberries bushes and uh, not put the stump killer on there, and uh, they come back, they re-sprout, and then when when those sprouts come out, I let them get a little bit larger and then cut them. And put the stuff right on the uh, much smaller trunk, and that'll that'll kill the whole trunk too. So you want it on uh, new growth or, or uh, a recently cut stump. Yep, it's a good good product. Uh, try it out. Uh, and again, you're and not, safe too. Yeah, you're not inve- you're not investing much money for the work you get. Hey, you got a, there's another Milton. What's that? Uh, well, another thing we mentioned in the article, our friends at uh, Guadalupe Master Gardeners. There you go. They're recruiting for a new class. Oh, are they? Oh, cool. Yeah. They're, and uh, 
course, they were, we work closely with them. Uh, of course, we work, work with uh, Gonzales County, Comal County, and Bear County. Um, and we also work with Guadalupe County. But they uh, they are going to hold their class in... Uh, Cibolo. Cibolo. So... From uh, 1 to 5 every Tuesday. Yep. And when's it start, Jerry? When's it, when was it, when does it does it say in there when the, the class starts? Now recruiting, which will run July thirtieth through November nineteenth. Okay, and then there's a a phone a phone number and a uh, also a, a, G, a, a, a computer address that you can look up get more information on. Right. There is a deadline. Uh, they want you to apply before July nineteenth. Right. Nineteenth. Yeah. There is a fee. Uh, all the Master Gardener training uh, has a training fee. And, of course, Master Gardeners, you uh, you're expect, you know, the training is wonderful, but you're, you're expected to attend the training and you're expected to use that training in uh, participating in uh, many, one or, or several of the projects that they uh, are responsible for across the, the region. Um Education, youth gardening, water conservation—all right. those projects—and these, these chapters work closely with Jerry and I, along with the gardening volunteers, yeah. South Texas and the uh, Men's Garden Club. Right. So, Are so. they reciprocal? If you belong to one, can you kind of belong to the other, or do things with the other? You actually can. And that's why one of the points I was going to make. Uh, Bayer County Master Gardeners has a waiting list of about. Uh, 150 folks on there. Uh, they, the uh, Guadalupe training does not have that waiting list. Okay. And they're doing the training in Cibolo, so relatively close. Close to mm-hmm. Barakat? Yeah. So you can, uh, I think they'll welcome you to go ahead and apply uh, for the Cibolo, for the uh, Guadalupe Master Gardeners. And then you can, uh, there's a number of Master Gardeners that... Uh, work projects in several different counties and take advantage of the, the fact that they all cooperate yeah. uh, together. The, the fee uh, for the training is $210. And uh, for more information, if you call Karen at 210-222-1594. That's 210 422-1594. Or you can visit the GCMG website at Guadalupe County Master Gardeners.org. I guess that's all one word. Yeah, if you go just do Guadalupe County Master Gardeners, you'll, you'll find it. Yeah. yeah. Dot org. And so there, yeah, that's another one of our. Uh, wonderful active chapters and uh, master gardeners you learn a lot you do significant projects that contribute to the community and you have a lot of fun um, yep um, so guadalupe master guadalupe county master gardeners dot org in fact right. what i'll do is i'll send the uh, the link to uh, al back at the station in case you didn't get it and he'll just tell you it. that'll make it easy on you so I'll do that right now. So open up their site. 210-308-8867 is our number. 
67, toll free, it's 866-308-8867. Then uh, Neil Sperry in today's paper had a, had a question from somebody that uh, had, Georgia, had a Zorja lawn with some Bermuda mixed in. I thought I thought that was a good, that's a good answer. Yeah. yeah. Uh, how can I how can I encourage the Georgia to crowd out the Bermuda? Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> and she and he says honestly, I don't believe there is any way short of spot treating the Bermuda to kill it. And that's gonna yeah. You want you want to do everything you can to keep that that uh, zoysia grass solid but if you do get the, if you do get some bermuda grass in there then you gotta you gotta take some pretty drastic action yeah uh, the more aggressive bermuda is the more aggressive of the two grasses so if you give great care to your lawn it will win the to, bermuda will win to, yeah to the mixed lawn to the lawn that's got both of them in. <laughs> but uh and Bermuda is uh, is the more abuse tolerant grass of the two, so if you neglect things, it will win. Uh, either way, Bermuda wins. <laughs> so, uh, and then he talked about uh, rent a sod color cutter and remove the Bermuda sod from those areas where it's solid and replant zoysia immediately. But be sure you're using the same type of zoysia. You surely don't want a mixture. But uh, I don't know. <laughs> if you do a sod, that Bermuda those root systems are that Bermuda root system is pretty dense and and deep. Uh, unless you took a lot of sod with that Bermuda, yeah, well, yeah I, it's I, gonna come back. I like the idea of uh, using a one of the contact herbicides, killing out the Bermuda grass, which means you'll have a, 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 a kind of an open area, yeah. and then go ahead and put your your zoysia grass in there and fill it up. But what, what Jerry's talking about is you want to make sure that that uh, that operation is uh, complete. You want to get that Bermuda grass out of there because it, it will it'll it has one little toe in there, it's gonna, it's gonna be, continue to, uh, to grow. Now, soysia does a pretty good job. It's, a, it's very thick grass. If it uh, is uh, maintained, mowed at a, the right height, um, it does a pretty fair job of uh, keeping other, uh, keeping weeds and Bermuda oh, grass yeah. out. But once the Bermuda's in, <laughs> then you then you got to you got to take that uh, pretty severe op- make that operation and get the Bermuda out and uh, take out that those pieces or the, the blank area fill it back in with soysia. Yeah, we're going to take a break. While we do, you give us a call 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven two one zero three zero eight eighty eight. 
67. We've got more of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. I'm Milton Glick. We're live at Millburgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 on Boulevardy Road. Come on by and visit with us. Ask your gardening questions in person or give us a call at 210-308-8867. When we come back, I'll tell you what's on sale here at Millburgers right after this on 930 AM, The Answer. It's Milton Glick for Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 and Boulevardy Road. You know, if you're like me, you've probably seen those beautiful bonsai trees in magazines or books or maybe at someone's home in San Antonio. They're absolutely gorgeous, and you've probably wondered, how do they do that? What's the history behind that? Could I even do that as a hobby? Well, you know what? July 13th, 1030 to noon, Millburgers has a free adult bonsai class. You'll learn all about bonsai, and you're going to walk away having made your own bonsai tree. It's really exciting. As I mentioned, the class is absolutely free. All we ask is that you make your reservation by calling 210-497-3760. 210-497-3760. The class is going to fill up. It fills up every year that we do this. So although it's two weeks off, don't wait. Call 210-497-3760 to reserve your spot at the adult bonsai class at Millburgers on July 13th. Lifestyles Unlimited is the real estate investor education and mentoring group that has been taking people by the hand and teaching them how to invest in real estate for over 28 years. Our students have been so successful at creating wealth and passive income that they have won local, state, and national investor of the year awards 12 of the last 12 years. It's easy to see why Think Realty Magazine named us the best in the U.S. If you're ready to add real estate to your portfolio, go to lifestylesunlimitedmap.com to access our free live training event schedule. On Bulverde Road, Tex Hill Middle School students are called the Tigers, inspired by the Flying Tigers. The San Antonio story of David Lee, Tex Hill, after this. Countywide Service Company and Daikin, providing the number one HVAC brand in the world to the homes of Bear County. Reliable, affordable, built in Texas by Texans. Call Countywide Service today to schedule your hassle-free system evaluation. Countywide Service and Daikin. Makes sense for the homes of Bear County. Call 210-732-9772. License number TACLA 280-66E. Tex Hill was an American hero as a triple flying ace and squadron leader of the legendary Flying Tigers during World War II. He retired in Military City, USA as a brigadier general. Today, a generous scholarship is named in his honor to attend the school he did as a young boy. San Antonio Academy. I'm Sonny Melendrez. Hey, this is Bob Olszewski. Thanks for listening to Plugged In. This was my last gig. If it has happened by now, it's like a miracle. Miracles happen. In the new movie yesterday, a guy named Jack is just about ready to bail on his performing dreams when a mysterious worldwide blackout reshuffles everything. Now when he plays Beatles tunes, everybody thinks he wrote them. This fable-like romantic comedy is sentimentally sweet, endearing, and thoughtful. 
But there's drinking and sensual issues to navigate here, and enough profane misuse of Jesus' name alone to make many viewers, well, (laughs) twist and shout. I'll give yesterday a two and a half out of five for family friendliness. Read the full review at PluggedIn.com slash radio. Plugging you into the movies, I'm Bob Olszewski for Focus on the Family's Plugged In Movie Review. Next Thursday, you will be caught in an extreme flash flood. Disasters don't plan ahead, but you can. Talk to your loved ones about making an emergency plan. Get started today at ready.gov slash plan. Brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council. Hi, it's Olivia Munn with my shelter pets, Frankie and Chance, reminding you that when you adopt a shelter pet, you discover all the things that make them unique. Adopt your love at the shelterpetproject.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council, the Humane Society of the United States, and Maddie's Fund. song according to Al the barbecue song the barbecue song yes he found that he's kind of going for out, outdoors themed barbecues picnics things like that today because of July 4th coming yeah, up yeah very smart yeah okay you, you figured that out I never heard of, heard of that oh that's perfect Al way to go <laughs> alright 210-308-8867 210-308-8867 toll free it's 866 8867. I mentioned I'd tell you some of the stuff that was on sale here at Millburgers, and I'll do that for you right now. We mentioned the Vinca is on sale in the four inch pot for 88 cents each. You can get a lot and do a nice uh, bed, and they look great when they're uh, deer resistant. Oh, they're deer resistant too, right? Oh, yeah. And, uh, but they look great in uh, what do you call that when you and planted in mass? In mass, in mass, they do. Well, they do really well in containers too. And another, oh yeah, another problem area that they seem to do really well in is around pools, swimming pools. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, they, you know, they can be at the uh, other end of prevailing winds and uh, the chlorine off the pool, and yeah, it doesn't seem to affect. Them. And it's kind of strange because, uh, well, in the old days that. Uh, Humidity off of the pool. Yeah, air photographer. Yeah, it could have been a, an issue, but uh, now the, the with the coral, yeah, they, they seem to do real fine. And uh, uh, oh. this place is full of those. Uh, as I was walking up, there, 
every color that you could think of in larger containers, too. Than that white one with the pure white flower. Yeah. And so uh, I can't remember what the uh, other name on it other than Cora is, but it's uh, that's really an attractive plant. There's a great sale on Blue Plumbago in a one-gallon regularly six ninety-nine, now just three eighty-eight, and I don't know what what more we can say about Blue Plumbago. Yeah, just, well, you just it have takes to, abuse, uh, keeps on growing. Just look at it. Blooms, too. blooms, blooms. Yep, over there. And it's an adapted sun thing there, and it's going yeah. crazy. And um, and then my, I just got my uh, newsletter. Burger newsletter today. Yeah. Uh, uh, let's see. What is it? July for July. So I got it early. And one of the articles in there is uh, Summertime Blues. Oh. And uh, it, it talks about uh, what would our South Texas garden beds and landscapes be without the cooling colors of blue plumbago. What else do they have there? Salvias? Shoots of uh, Texas Vitex. Uh, cheery morning glories. <laughs> Low growing ajuga. Uh, moss flocks. I don't know what that is. Passion flower or the long blooming verbena. Huh. But uh, this. It doesn't this, sound like uh, one of our articles. No, no, no. It's written by uh, the accidental gardener. Oh. Yeah. But. Uh, Someplace other than San Antonio. <laughs> it says blue has a stabilizing effect when placed near electric colors such as cartreuse, magenta, crimson, or hot pink. You've said that a lot, though. You always talk about stabilizing colors. Yeah, right. Mm. <laughs> Color. So Color. anyway. Colors uh, of plant grown in stable soil. <laughs> and it's on sale. Well, the salvia day, we, we, we were talking a lot the last yeah. weekend about the salvias because of the, the, yeah. uh, the they, varieties. They we Mystic spars. Yeah, and we had Victoria. and uh, It looks like they might have sold out. Yeah, it does look <laughs> I was kind of looking over there. And they moved. They sold themselves. They really, they were beautiful. I got one. It's in the. It's in a. Uh, Did you? Now there are. Put it up in a bigger container. So we'll see. Did you? you I know. You not get scolded for getting one. No. Oh. I got lucky. It was that pretty that she just she did not say anything. She just said, "That's gorgeous." Now I think there are at least there's some in large containers. Right, oh, okay, right good. On the other side. Okay. Uh, Lantana in the one gallon container is on sale for four eighty eight. Lynn's Legacy Sinisa. Look this up online if you're not sure what it looks like. Well, look, yeah, look at the picture they've got with it. Yeah, it just it's killer. Yeah, it really is. It's a great plant. That's not mine, but I I, I wish I'd have taken it. So it's pretty. It's, and Trace won't tell me where he got them. No, it's a secret. Because they are rare. I mean, they are hard to find. Huh. It's a Texas superstar. Yep. Uh, Five-gallon container, 1988. While they last. Yeah, while they last. (laughs) So, And then the coneflower is also on sale in the one-gallon for 488. Uh, Crepe myrtles in the three- and the five-gallon container are 1888. And Millburgers Natural Lawn and Garden Fertilizer with Mycorrhizal Fungi is 1988. Uh, You can see all the things that are on sale by going to millburgernursery.com, millburgernursery.com. 
But yeah, that Lynn's Legacy. Oh, yeah, that's uh, beautiful. Yeah, it really is. Uh, people that, will. That must be right before rain, huh? Yes, I think there's the a way bit, it's blooming. The, the way that thing was blooming. Well, it's, <laughs> it's blooming at my house, too. So. Is there? So you got a Lynn's Legacy? Two of them, yeah. Oh. Oh. From earlier, I bought them. I think earlier this year or late late last fall. From oh, when, when did it start blooming? Uh, well, this time? Yeah, like last weekend? Yeah, like a week ago. Yeah, it's like before the rains uh, last weekend and the Monday? <laughs> yeah, uh-huh, I'm just saying. <laughs> All right. The, you Uh-oh. like that the blue flower? Huh? I, I like, like the blue flower. The one problem I've had with it, well, I've, I guess I must have gotten it last fall because it uh, there was a freeze damage. Was it? Yeah, it froze. It froze back. Now it was growing. It was uh, blooming, blooming up, storm and growing. And I guess that uh, the, that November freeze, yeah, kind of caught it unawares. I don't doubt that because uh, Lynn, Lynn, uh, uh, Lynn Lowry found found the original in Monterey, huh. Mexico. Hmm. So it's it could be yeah. freeze damage. Well, and it, you know, and any time you've got the plant growing full speed, yeah, in November you have a record freeze in November. There could be partial to. Did you have a question? And yeah. can we can we ask it on the air? We're gonna give you the microphone. Just talk right in there, and you'll be on the air. These guys. That's, will be able to that's not much of a sample, dude. Here, oh, oh, oh my here. god! Here, give the mic to whoever's gonna ask. Never the mind. <laughs> um, we have an oak tree, and it looks like it could have a fungus on it. Uh, so we brought some leaves and some That's a burrow, of it. isn't it? Isn't that a burrow? Yeah, so okay. we're trying to find out what, if anything, we can do about it. Yeah, it's a little teeny leaves. Now, is this the. This uh, this looks like lichen. What Now, what. what the Lichen is a. Uh, grows on the bark, may not be. Related to the da- any damage that's causing this, what is it? Is this whole tree showing this kind of damage? Uh, talking to the, talk the mic so we can hear you. Ten percent of the tree, the leaves are dying. At the ends of the branches, yes. or how big is how big is the tree? <laughs> Huge. Sixty. Oh, okay. Twenty years old. Yeah, older than that. Sixty foot tall. Uh huh. Does yeah. it have those big acorns on? Big acorn? Yeah, it's got a big anchor. It's by the street and the driveway. Okay. It's been there like, we've lived there 20 years, and it was uh-huh. there we got there. Oh, my goodness. That's yeah. good. That's a good tree. Yeah, it was beautiful. Yeah. It is beautiful. So are there, are there any symptoms on the end of these dead areas? Anything chewing on them? Not that we could see, no. Talk into that. Yeah. I went to take a leaf, and the whole thing just came off uh-huh. easily. Well, what we've seen, you know, sometimes there there's an insect that'll yeah cut them off. Twig borer. Bore. Yeah, and then there's uh, then the squirrels. Squirrels will, especially if it's uh, hot and dry, which it hasn't been really hot. And dry. So you did you didn't cut that off; it just came off. I went to take a leaf. Okay, that's that twig girdler. It's falling on the ground. It's just, they're just stuck, the, all the brown and the green are just yeah. stuck up there. And we've, we've got, I don't know, 40, 50 oaks on a property. This is the only one. 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, bur oaks are pretty independent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because they, they, they'll decide. Now, this year they should be content because we've got pretty well-timed rains. Right. Anything change there at that edge of your dri- drive? And lightning. And the house next door to us had one fell. The whole tree came down. And somebody says, maybe the shock of lightning hit the tree. But that was a hackberry tree. Yeah, well, if, if, if the lightning would hit, hit any of them, it would take them. But I I think you would get a maybe a different symptom if there was lightning. Oh yeah, yeah. Because this, this is almost looks like a. It's been a, chewed off. Or yeah, cut off. Yeah, look at look at about ten percent of the leaves are like this now, five to ten percent. Okay. Yeah, kind of. That's really not gonna hurt anything. Uh, and there's really, if it's a twig girdler, uh, there's nothing you can do. Because it's a big beetle, it's hard to kill. But uh, all these tips, like get as many of those uh, cut areas off the tree as you can, even though you say it's a big tree, uh, and dispose of it. Yeah, a lot of them should fall down. Yeah. Uh, but if you got a cane, you can get a cane pole and even knock them. What Jerry's talking about too is uh, what the sea, the egg is laid in the it laid in the part that falls off. So what you can about, break the life cycle by throwing those away. What about fertilizer stakes? No. Nah. No. A big tree like that, uh, uh, you do better just to put a lawn fertilizer like nineteen five nine slow release. Uh, how big is a trunk? Ten or twelve. Good lord. You're talking about a big tree, so uh, this fall you you do a lot better with uh, 1959 yeah. slow release. 1955 slow release. Yeah, right. A, okay. One one cup per. Which inch, happened one cup to be on sale? That's the organic, or no? Are you sure? Uh, yeah, it says right here. Oh, that's the natural. Is that the? That's uh, the Millburgers. Oh, organic. okay. Wait a minute, you're right. So that's about it. Just that's organic. Yeah, yeah and, just, and just kind of watch it. Yeah. And there, and then just keep in mind that these, the Baroques are notoriously independent and, uh, and yeah, survive most it's anything. It's the only one of its kind on our property. Yeah. It's practically the only one in. It's the only way it's going to get attention with all those other oak trees yeah. around there. <laughs> Funny, but yeah. they're they're yeah they're they're good good variety a good selection. Right. Okay, but keep Thanks, us informed to us. A lot of a lot of times, uh, when uh, the twig bur- uh, girdler does that, it causes the uh, branches below that to. Uh, uh, have more shoots, so it makes the tree thicker, the canopy thicker. So uh, it's not not doing that much harm. Okay, I have one more question. Sure. Speaking of that, we have a crepe myrtle in the front. Okay. And, uh, and it's even bigger than that one. I mean, it it's wow. really huge. Wow. Last, what color are the blooms? Uh, they're uh, the pink. 
They're the pink. Yeah, okay. I really wanted the but Okay, that's beside the point. Nice. Anyway, last year, it started to turn totally yellow. Every, I mean, it was just yellow. We had somebody come out and trim. He said the bottom ones have to come off. It was heavy, and he did. This year, it is gorgeous. But now I'm getting a bunch of shoots from the right, bottom. Right, right, Can I keep those shoots? Somebody said, no, if you keep them, it will kill the tree. No. It won't kill the yeah. tree. It's beautiful. I mean, coming up, they're green and luscious. <laughs> and the tree is fantastic it's just, now. It's just spr- those are, uh, uh, sprouts. Yeah, anything anything that can get enough light to support a leaf yeah. will come We'll put they'll put foliage out there. So. Oh, good. So Norm- if it looks okay. good, Norm- leave normally it. those are cut off. Yeah. Uh, but it, it's not going to hurt the tree. Oh, it looks beautiful. Well, okay, good. good. There you go. Oh. And this again is, yeah. is, is thank li- you. It's just yeah. lichen, and it's a. Oh, yeah. It's a. All right. So we're going to take a quick break. While we do, uh, give us a call two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. More in a moment on nine thirty a.m. The answer. Milton Glick for Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 and Boulevardy Road. You know, if you're like me, you've probably seen those beautiful bonsai trees in magazines or books or maybe at someone's home in San Antonio. They're absolutely gorgeous, and you've probably wondered, how do they do that? What's the history behind that? Could I even do that as a hobby? Well, you know what? July 13th, 1030 to noon, Millburgers has a free adult bonsai class. You'll learn all about bonsai, and you're going to walk away having made your own bonsai tree. It's really exciting. As I mentioned, the class is absolutely free. All we ask is that you make your reservation by calling 210-497-3760. 210-497-3760. The class is going to fill up. It fills up every year that we do this. So although it's two weeks off, don't wait. Call 210-497-3760 to reserve your spot at the adult bonsai class at Millburgers on July 13th. The Cal Thomas Commentary is brought to you by Values Through Media. Now here's syndicated columnist Cal Thomas. If you need more evidence that the House Democrat leadership, meaning Speaker Nancy Pelosi, are not serious about border security and immigration reform, you need look no further than what happened Wednesday in Washington. After the Senate, by an 84-8 vote, overwhelmingly passed a bipartisan bill to provide humanitarian aid to the children of illegal immigrants, Pelosi said she will demand changes to limit how long children can be held in some facilities. She also said Democrats in the House will insist on more money for communities where the immigrants are being sent and will demand new methods of processing them when they arrive at the border. It's all for the children, she says. No, it isn't. It's all for Democrats and their future voters. Some states are issuing driver's licenses to illegals, which probably means they'll vote in the next election. This is what angers so many about Washington. A problem can be solved, but the left prefers the issue. Voters can change all that next year, if they will, and they'd better. I'm Cal Thomas. 
For a free copy of today's commentary, visit calthomas.com or write us at Values Through Media, P.O. Box 373340, Key Largo, Florida, 33037. That's P.O. Box 373340, Key Largo, Florida, 33037. Please specify the date and subject. Your tax-deductible gifts to Values Through Media help support us. Listen again next time for the Cal Thomas Commentary. If you're age 59 and a half or older with a 401k plan and still working, stop what you're doing and call Big State Financial today at 210-373-6000. There are benefits with age, and this is one of them. At 59 and a half, you're entitled to new opportunities in the investment world that can save you thousands in 401k fees and dramatically reduce your risk of a market correction. You've worked and saved, and now is the time to protect your retirement savings. Call Robin Hoppus at Big State Financial today at 210-373-6000. The five years just before and after you retire are critical. Do not put yourself at risk. Robin and her team can show you how to secure your nest egg and ensure income streams for life. Call Big State Financial today at 210-373-6000. That's 210-373-6000 for your free retirement readiness review. That number again is 210-373-6000 or go online to bigstatefinancial.com. That's bigstatefinancial.com. Do you know how many dentists I have to choose from in Los Angeles? This is Dennis Prager and the answer is... It doesn't matter because my dentist is Dr. Stan Shelton right here in San Antonio. That's the truth. What do I like about visiting Dr. Shelton? Everything, including talking to him about the issues of the day. I love the guy and he's a great dentist. So let me recommend without hesitation, my dentist, Dr. Stan Shelton. You'll find him online at drshelton.com. That's drshelton.com or 210-590-7878. They serve you coleslaw, chopped up finer than a bale of straw. When you crunch and all, a bunch of coleslaw keeps you chewing like a crosscut saw. Exercise your jaw by eating coleslaw. Best old goodness that you ever saw. You can break no law by wanting coleslaw. It ain't nothing but some cabbage raw. It can't be beat. Just a simple southern treat is fine with me or with anything you eat. Your chops flip flop, you're enjoying every drop. Your teeth go bop, you never stop. Yes, in Arkansas. And welcome back to Milberger's Gardening, slow. South Texas, on 9:30 a.m. Where does this guy find me? I don't know where I'll find him. <laughs> That's not old K Loop music. No. That's <laughs> uh, Jesse Stone, Coleslaw. Okay. All right, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Again, for the July 4th uh, uh-huh. celebration, coleslaw. Yeah, I got it. Perfect, yeah. That lady was not liking her. Uh, her liking? Uh, liking her. No. Not liking her liking. You mean the one with the little? Was this lady or just something? Mm-hmm. Oh. No, it, she was not liking it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Calvin was amused. I, I don't think so. Okay. Uh, anyway. The other woman was talking about replacing a rosemary. Um, you yeah, want to she said that it, it got too big. Oh, huh. And she's having it removed. That's pretty big. Yeah. Is rosemary? Uh, said it's, it's, it's hiding the stains in the back. 
back of the flowers in the back. That must be a really big rosemary. Yeah. They get that big? I didn't know that. That's some of them do. Oh, wow. You can cut them relatively yeah. easily. I she's think, she's, she's, I think she's, she's going to dig hers up. Yeah, I have her removed. Excuse me. It sounded Delicious. like it. Yeah. So uh, I recommended Dwarf uh, Aurelia or Dwarf Mexican Petunia. On my plant question, on my new Millburger Landscape Nursery newsletter for South Central Texas, uh, somebody wrote in about a... Uh, had another large growing plant that they needed to they want to share with their neighbors said can I share my large pampas grass plant (laughs) with a neighbor without damaging the plant without (laughs) I don't think I don't think you can damage the plant we were about a little while back we were testing uh, ornamental grasses and we put some of that uh, pampas grass-like products in, and uh, I think one of them made a bit Texas superstar. But we left them, left them in there about uh, two or three years. We cut them down every year, and uh, when we went to take them out, we had to use a front-end loader because the uh, the root system was humongous. Yeah, they're very difficult. But anyway, uh, this this question is answered. Uh, pampas grass can be propagated by root or clump division. Uh, this is easy, easiest done during the early spring when the top of the plant is being removed because of winter damage. That's good. Simply dig out sections of the main clump on which the roots are attached. It will not damage the mother clump. <laughs> size of sections can be from one root per section to larger clumps with many roots. The smaller the clump section, the longer the plant will take to enlarge, obviously. Which is a uh, good <laughs> good characteristic. <laughs> Make, take a long time. So you can share. Uh, somebody was trying to grow impatience, says... Uh, my impatience has what appears to be deposits of salt on the stems. Is this natural or what is it called? These grains of sugar or salt are honeydew secreted probably by aphids. I'm thinking that they're looking at gutation. You know, the... the well, what was the plant? We had a... Impatience. Oh, I, I don't think that's aphids. Mm. He said uses general purpose insecticide, ensuring complete and thorough coverage, and you should eliminate your problem. Uh, I believe that occurs. I know I've seen it in the greenhouse uh, where the humidities are high. So I don't know whether they're seeing a weather-related uh Secretion of uh, plant juices or not? Or, or he's right about the the uh, aphids. Another question we get quite a bit is: uh, My pecan tree is in trouble. 
It's a six years old, and the bottom of the trunk is splitting. It almost looks like it's growing too fast. There's nothing wrong with your pecan tree. You are right uh, in that the tree is simply growing fast. And new bark. But that is not a problem. Just bark, huh? Yeah, just splitting the bark. The older bark is non-living tissue that the tree is sloughing off. So uh, the the key is six years old. Yeah. The, when they get older like that, they uh, a split tran- their bark. And There's a transition in there someplace. Yeah, they go from that. Shout, uh, red oak, Texas red oak is, is one that's really has a distinction. goes from that smooth bark to corky bark. Yeah, right. Uh this uh getting back to that article on blues uh-huh uh is a quote by me in here what it says blue is perhaps the rarest color among plants when did you say that i don't know blue is <laughs> not a common color in plant organs other than flowers which suggest that blue as a flower color has advantages for attracting pollinators that uh, warranted in its evolution in flowers. What do you think of that? Man, you were on your game that day. I was on my game that day. Man. (laughs) And they have a quote in here that uh, various shades of blue when in fact... As renowned botanist David Lee, author of Nature's Palette, uh, The Science of Plant Color, he wrote the book, Mm -hmm. said that uh, there is no true blue pigment in plants. Hmm. Now, I, I, I don't... I don't know what he means by that. Maybe maybe he talks about it in the plant material itself. Some combination. But, but not in the flowers. Otherwise, how would you explain blue bonnets? Yeah. Well, while that may be a fact of science, that should not stop you from choosing these blue flowering plants for our sake. Well, I think he's just... Saying that there that 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 the blue is caused by some combination of the other pigment pigments, you know, whereas red would have a yeah just a red pigment. But mm-hmm. I don't know what the combination is that makes blue. You think you let's see. Generally, you get uh, blue and yellow makes green, doesn't it? Right. Yeah. And then blue and red makes purple. Yeah. So that's that'd be an interesting thing to pursue. <laughs> But who who's to argue with David Lee? I mean, I would not. Uh, and they for blue flowers they recommend uh, mealy mealy cup sage, salvia, and uh, Mexican petunia. No plumbago. Yeah, that was the first one mentioned. Oh, okay. But uh, something you want to. Another good article in my uh, in my article in my in the newsletters this week, which you can get here at Millburgers. Here at Millburgers, or online, you can have a mail to you, or you can get it online anytime. Actually. Free. 
Yep, millburgernursery.com. Go to millburgernursery.com. You can see this month's. You can see last month's. You can see last year's. <laughs> uh, or you can uh, and you can have it emailed to you or mailed to you uh, by yeah. going there. Yep, I uh, have not mailed. And by the way, if you are not a uh, internet person, you can call the nursery at 210-497-3760, and you can have um, them mail it to you. They'll put you on the list. We never have found out how many subscribers we have. have we'll we? ask Trace tomorrow. He's he's been busy. I've been watching him. Well, we haven't heard since how many? What a few months ago, and or maybe a couple of years ago. Uh, Charles was complaining about yeah <laughs> two thousand. It's costing him more money. It was a good complaint though. <laughs> Happy to have. It. Uh, uh, then we've got an article on why install a drip irrigation system. We talked all about the advantages of uh, drip irrigation, which is a timely topic. Who, who wrote that? It doesn't say. Huh. And then why add a water garden? Hmm. And uh, another quote from me. Oh, good. About, <laughs> about water gardens? Yeah. Okay. What would you say? Compared with other types of gardens, water gardens require a minimum of attention. And lots of water. Yeah. <laughs> there is very little weeding, certainly no watering. And there are fewer insects and diseases which attack the plants. Clear water is usually the primary goal of any water gardener. That's another quote I did, Milton, back in the old days. Okay. I've heard you say that before. Yeah. So uh, an article in the water gardening. They do have a... They do have a... Uh, yeah, they do have the advantages of having a water garden, and they have pictures. And uh, members sells the water garden supplies that right here, and uh, have a little nice little water garden in the back. Mm-hmm. Uh, we used to walk by all the time and have they have fish in there. Goldfish or koi. I don't know whether which they are. And uh, well, they got goldfish and koi that they sell too in the building, in their in their aquarium kind of. Oh, do they? Yeah. And then they've got that operating. No, yeah, yeah okay. one out there. Uh, and then there's an article on helping young your young trees through the summer. And. Uh, then we've got a. They talk about uh, how to uh, he, how to help uh, Texas lilac vitex oh. through the summer. Oh, that's not hard to do. Okay, because they're pretty tough. Uh, in fact, they mentioned that vitex uh, accepts a wide range of soil conditions, provided the soil is not compacted. I don't think I've ever seen a a Vitex uh, died from poor care. Or even compacted soil. Yeah. Now, it could, I suppose if it was uh, 
Well, I was thinking soggy soil, but it seems to it's got a root system out there at the fares pretty well. No, yeah. Even on the low spot. Fibrous root system. Uh, then uh, I, I wrote the uh, planting for summer color. Okay. I think. <laughs> uh, and so uh, for color, firebush is the favorite hummingbird plant, and lantanas are a great butterfly bush. Now, we've only got about 30 seconds left. you want to hold this till tomorrow? Yeah. All right. So we're going to begin to wrap it up for today. Uh, I want to remind you, we've talked about a lot of different things, uh, a lot of different events. Uh, go to MillburgerNursery.com to learn more about those. MillburgerNursery.com, and you'll learn about the uh, bonsai class or the upcoming GVST event and all that great stuff at MillburgerNursery.com, including the plants that are on sale. Uh, as well, and videos and other stuff, and it's a place to get your newsletter, too. Thanks to Al for doing a great job and uh, making it sound so good and the great music. Thanks to you, as always, for listening. I'm Milton Glick. We will see you tomorrow back here at Mill Burgers at 1604 on Boulevardy Road. And, of course, you're listening to The Answer. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.